0: Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlos is a platform to
1: share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute buck kicking with love.
0: Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individuals' stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bySarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional
1: and intuitive intelligence toolkit.
0: We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash Now, on to the show. Well, good morning, and what a beautiful
1: summer day, Mm Hmm. I have three stories today um, because it's the way that it happened. It was one particular morning where I had three clients in a row, and it was three females. It was three half-hour sessions, all different, because this is COVID. Well, it's overall technology, and each of the women asked for the very same thing. So I thought I'm gonna put them all together in one podcast for everybody. So
0: first of all, let's start with the first lady, her name please. Okay, I went, I went Spanish today. Oh. Um, so I'm going to go with Carmelita. Okay,
1: so Carmelita is in her early 20s and she asks for anything that her mom wants to say about her. And her mom comes in and says that she is a recent crossing. And I asked her to give me a bunch of information so I could give it all to her daughter at once. And she said, well, she said, um, Carmelita is my youngest. I have older children. I have, um, sons and daughters. I am married. And when I passed over, um, they were all present with me. I have grandchildren, but they are so young that they could not be present. So I thought so young, that's interesting. So I said, what do you mean by so young? And she says, well, they're all under a year. Mm. That makes sense to me. To be under a year, to think that you don't necessarily need to bring them to a hospital when, when their grandma's passing away. I understand when they're older grandchildren, but yes, under a year makes good sense for me. So we differentiated that, and that ended up being a good fact that helped Carmelita think that there was a good connection to her mom. Then her mom says to me, you know, Karen, I was sick all my marriage. I was sick most of my adult life. She says, I was fatigued a lot. Now, she didn't tell me what she had, Kelly, but it sounded similar to lupus, um, like a chronic fatigue. Let's go with that. Chronic fatigue. And she says, I had aches and pains. I could do some things, but I was limited in how I felt day to day. And she says, I feel so very loved and so very blessed to have had this kind of life because I had a spouse, children, parents, in-laws, um, an extended family, neighbors, and friends that very much supported me and were able to come over during the day so that I could have a nap and that it would take care of the baby or the toddler's. Hmm. She said, I, I just had an amazing life given what I was what I had to live through on a day-to-day basis. So she says, I want my daughter to know that I don't feel robbed, even though I am fairly young when I pass. She's just like in her early fifties. She says, so they're angry that I had to live this kind of life, which they think is all about suffering when I think of my life as having been so full. They're angry that I die and I'm in the hospital and there's pain. They're angry about that. When in fact, I see it that I lived a very full life. I was loved and and I was able to do all of these things because I had so much support and help. She says, and quite honestly, if you had said to me that I was going to live 40 more years like that, I didn't want to. And she says, and the next thing I want to say is that I want her to know that I know that she was at the end of the bed when I passed away. And so I told Carmelita all of that. took a while. I mean, I'm, you know, summarizing it very quickly for the podcast. And she would interject and ask a couple of questions just so that, you know, we were on the same page. But everything was correct. And then she says to me, Karen, I have a question to ask. She says, I want to know, when you say that I was at the end of the bed, does she say anything else about it? And I said, yes. I said, she says that you were touching her foot, uh, you were holding the feet. And she goes, well, which
0: foot? Oh, fuck off. Sorry. (laughs) I got beat up this morning by a massage therapist, okay? (laughs) Seriously though, like she's good with everything and now she needs to know which foot? Yeah. Well, she better have a good reason. And her mom replies, both silly. Well, it's nice that her mom went to the nice, the nice kind of response. Yeah. And I said, is that correct, Carmelita? And she goes, yeah, I was holding both feet. And I said,
1: what was that for I asked her that. I said, Well, then why did you ask which one? She goes, Just testing you. And I said, Oh, I thought all the way during the session, getting all of the validations, that you were really happy. And I'm really angry my mom died.
0: Well, take. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. And so I just said to her, Okay. I said, I'm just going to, you know, we're done. We're done because we were done. It was the end of the session and I thanked her and that was, that was it. So I bring it
0: up because. Are you telling three stories together to like have a resolve at the end? <laughs> I need to know now.
1: <laughs> well, what I did here, I don't know. Cause sometimes it does resolve and I don't ever plan that. Right. Okay. So what I wrote at the end of this one was that what Carmelita needed in that session, was to know that her mom knew that she was there when she died. She had all of this anger about her mom's life and about her death. And she was, she was like hanging it on that very last moment that I'm holding on to mom's feet. She needs to know that I'm here, that I love her. There's all of this, I don't know, Kelly, if that's like, it's fear and, and you hear the anxiety, you hear her frustration, you just hear everything just, I want to call it bottlenecked right to the very end.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just the way that some of the sessions go. Mm-hmm. And I know that it can be highly unsatisfying for people listening to
0: go, wow. That, that's highly unsatisfying for me too, listening to it. it well, it's, it, it's not even that it's unsatisfying. I'm unhappy that you were abused. I can understand yeah. and very much appreciate people's grief. I, you know, We talk very openly that if this was my mother who passed away, I would not be in any, any good healthy state whatsoever. But to walk in and abuse a professional because of what you're feeling, like that's where I get stuck. As a listener um, to the show, you know, as the story is unfolding. And like you said, you said to her, I thought you were happy throughout the session with all of your affirmations. It's like, wasn't that getting you to a place of feeling like, oh, okay, mom's good. Therefore, I'm good. We now both have what we need. And then just throw another sabotaging wrench into your own session. Mm Mm-hmm. And then how do you feel comfortable calling back when you want to talk to mom again, knowing that's how you treated someone? Uh, Well, I I know for a fact, and so
1: do you, that those people still call back and that it's about them getting their needs met. It's got nothing to do with how they treat other people. That's that's their personality. Mm -hmm. That's their level of, I'm going through life
0: being an abuser. I wish I picked a less pretty name. Oh. Maybe I'll start asking you if you need a harsh name or a soft name from now on. <laughs> okay. So that was my very first one. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what? It's a cacophony at this point, right? Like you have this beautiful flowy name yeah. and then you hear about this personality and you're just like, that doesn't fit. That's the dissatisfaction for me. Yeah. And you know what,
1: Kelly? I think too, like about the mom on the other side. Yeah. I, like, I always think about how hard the person who's crossed over works. Yeah. To be able to come through to to us as mediums, to be able to give us all of these messages to answer so that we can hear this correctly, see it correctly, interpret it correctly with our own little systems that we've got going, Mm -hmm. because every medium has their own reference systems Mm -hmm. to bring in all of these messages to create the accuracy.
0: Well, and and not only are they working extremely hard, they are also feeling. Mm-hmm. They're also giving us feelings and filling us up with the love that they had, the gratitude that this woman had for her daughter, for being yeah. there for her. Yeah. And and then it just, it completely falls flat. Yes, it does. Because it falls on deaf ears.
1: Yes. So you and I, the medium, feels all that love and energy that mom's
0: answering and wanting to help her daughter. Grief. And... and this woman is saying, I had a full life. Yes. She's proud of it. Yeah. She's happy and satisfied with it. And she's saying, look, and then it's completely dismissed because someone else's version of what a full life is does not match what hers is. Yeah. And now her life is discounted. Yeah. That's what abuse does. And then, and and she walked in with love. Yeah. Do we need a harsh name next or is oh, a nice Oh, hold on. Name? I want to I wanna say <laughs> something
1: that, like, I, I want to add to that, mm-hmm. that I get my time with her mom. I want to add to it that I get to feel the love. Yep,
0: And you get to happy dance after the fact. That's and right.
1: It, yeah, it's beautiful for you. I get that. Yeah. And I get to, do, as you said, I get to happy dance in the kitchen and I want to put my focus... On the energy that I felt between her mom and I, and what her mom was trying to give her daughter. Mm -hmm. And so I want to say to her mom, Thank you so much. And I got to move on to the next client, dance with you later in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And the client gets to be in whatever emotions,
0: emotional state they've created. Yeah. And that's why I bring up these tough things. That's why, like, you know, I intentionally. Oh, you keep kicking me this morning. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I intentionally bring up these these moments of being frustrated so that listeners can Mm -hmm. actually pull more from the feelings and pull Mm -hmm. more understanding from this. And I love that we're talking about this happy dance now that's still going to occur with you and your entire client list from that day, the dead Mm -hmm. client Mm -hmm. list, because it really, really illustrates that Wow. It illustrates FOMO for me. I'm just going to, let's put it that way. (laughs) That at the end of the day, this woman now knows my mom and Karen, Karen, this random woman who did this beautiful thing for me today are going to go into a kitchen, happy dance together. And I'm no longer a part of that. I'm sitting over here throwing my temper tantrum Mm -hmm. because can you really even articulate at that point? Because why? Not you, her. And there the two of you are dancing in, in joy, in love. I think it's, it's it's Kelly, it's part of the reason, or these are all the reasons why I wanted to share this.
1: So that people could really listen to, when you have a temper tantrum, you create your own pain. Mm-hmm. And when you are grieving and you have temper tantrums
0: and you are an abuser, you create triple the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are... You know when people say like, oh, you really wasted your time today doing things that you love and you look at them like they have a third eye? I just think like this, this is a waste of time. Hmm. There are far worse ways to waste your time than a wonderful book or, you know, watching a TV show one, two episodes or one episode too many (laughs) kind of thing. Like dismissing love is a waste.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Which is interesting for Carmelita because she's calling, I, I presume, to connect, to connect, to feel her mom's love, and her mom is just pouring it out, and I'm doing, I'm giving a hundred percent, trying to convey all of that for her and make sure that she feels it, and Carmelita is just like smack, yeah, and that's why when I say and the as- the session ended, and I made no attempt. To, to chat with her about her behavior, I made no attempt because I'm thinking, no, you're in your 20s. You're not a 10-year-old. You are old enough to start learning that what you choose to do has consequences, mm-hmm. including when you self-abuse and when you abuse other people.
0: And I'm going to say, and add, and dead people. Yeah, nice addition. I will also say, I hope no listener today chalked it up and went, oh, she's in her 20s. Mm. Fine. We have 60 year olds who do this. We have 90 year yeah. olds that do this. We have dead people who died in their nineties and hundreds who still didn't get it until they crossed. And this right. isn't about age. This is about maturity. Yeah. All right. Do I need to like calm down now? You need to pick another name for the next client. Tell me what kind of name. Female. And you're you're continuing with Spanish names. Yeah, I am. But do oh, I... do you mean like whether she's nice or not? Yeah. <laughs> Because I've got a serial killer name here. I think she's from a horror movie, but I've also got some really nice ones. Okay.
1: This is going to be a kind person, so you can take a nice name if you'd like. Beautiful. I will go with Eugenie. Okay. So Eugenie has the next half hour. And I just want to clarify, these women don't know each other. Yeah, you said that. Okay. it's three separate women. Right. So Eugenie calls and she asks for her mom and she says, can you, again, she just says, you know, whatever you get around my mom. And I said, well, I said, do you mean medium? And, and she says, yes, my mom's passed over, but I thought you were a medium. So why would I have to tell you that? And I said, oh, because we also get people that are alive and we channel information about them and do medical and stuff like that and contracts. And she went, oh, didn't even know that. And the in-between. Yep. So she goes, good to know. She says, but yes, my mom has passed. And then she was going to start telling me more. And I said, please don't tell me anything. I said, it's a lot more fun if you just sit back and you let us get the information. Unless you have specific questions. She goes, I do. But she says, do you think that you could start? And then I could jump in. And I said, that is classic. That's what most people do. So by all means, Eugenie, yes. Her mom comes waltzing right in and she goes, okay, so we're going to talk to Eugenie. She says, sit down, Karen. And I'm sitting. <laughs> so she's got a good sense of humor. And she says, Eugenie wants me to say things like that she knows or, or that I know that she's had children since I died. And and she says, you have to word it that way because she didn't have any children before, but she did have a miscarriage. So she wants you to differentiate. And I said, oh, good enough. So I said, hey, and I explained that. She goes, yeah. She goes, I did. And Kelly, the excitement. Yeah. It's one of
0: the most commonly asked questions amongst mothers. Yeah. And probably one of the most fun and beautiful questions.
1: Yeah. So she says, oh my God. She goes, my mom knows about my kids. And, and, don't we want to know that? Like, oh, most of us, some of us. Right. So then she says, I know about my grandkids. And she goes, and they're not just Eugenies. She goes, so mm. you can say that I know that she's got her, her daughters, but her sister has other kids too. So she says, I want her to know that I know about all of my grandkids. And I said, well, hold up. Are the other grandkids born after you died as well? And she goes, yes. So I said, okay, okay. I will relay that to her. That's going to be a good validation. She was tickled pink Mm -hmm. because now she gets to go and tell her sister. She's so excited. And I paused for a minute there and thought, I wonder if she's going to ask me, you know, does mom know their names? Does she, like, is she going to have that kind of question? And she didn't. She, and I, so I checked in, I said, do you have questions? And she goes, no, I don't. She goes, I just want to hear whatever mom wants to tell me. And I said, okay. I said, so mom has died over five years ago. So these kids are under five, but I don't know all their ages. And she hasn't told me how many. She just says that there are children in, from both kids. And she goes, yep, that's all correct. And I said, um, okay, what next? And her mom says to me, they're not happy. And I'm like, oh, this totally turned a corner mm-hmm. <laughs> emotionally. And she says, and I need to tell her that I know that she's not happy. But Karen, her husband's not happy either. So my heart is broken because I like I love him too. And she says, and she's going to know that, that I'm going to be heartbroken, but it's okay. I can still love both of them when they move on with their own lives. Love doesn't end because you get a divorce. And she goes, so I can love both and I can be respectful to both. So she says, just tell her stuff like that. And she goes, and it's going to sound right because this is the way that I talked on earth. And she's talking to me, by the way, like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she kind of has this kind of, you know, how my my tone is changing. And so I literally sat up in my chair as I'm starting to talk to her now about the marriage. And she goes, um, did you know that like you're sitting like my mom, <laughs> And I say, she goes, do you see how you kind of have your nose up in the air a little bit? And I went, yes, I do. Do you see how you kind of like brought your shoulders up and like, you're kind of like bring your arms down and tucked in, like you're ready for a fight. And I went, yes, but I kind of feel more like a bird. And she goes, <laughs> we had a good laugh. And she says, um, Karen, she says, you're really behaving like my mother. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, good. I thought that. I said, but it just comes through. And she says, well, she says, I'm really enjoying it. She says, this is doing something for my heart. Mm -hmm. And I think about that, Kelly. I think about that a lot. How just by the pure fact that they can come through our energy, where we literally emulate the way they speak, the way they moved, the way they thought. Like there's so much to it that I can't just say that it's a look in the eye that it's so much more. And so her mom goes on to say to her, tell her, I know she's in therapy and she thinks that this is going to help, but it isn't. It's just not written in the soul contract. They're going to go to therapy. It is going to come to an end. And I want her to know that the therapist has every intention of keeping them in therapy as long as she can, because this is cha-ching she knows this isn't going anywhere. This is what you and Kelly would refer to as a bad therapist. And she needs to know this is called bad therapy. So she needs to get herself into a good therapist's office where the therapist will walk her through the divorce and be able to get her to be a good, healthy single parent. My daughter's bright. My son-in-law's bright. They're decent people. They can do this. So it made me sad To hear that you have two bright, intelligent people in a couple, knowing the marriage is over, who go to therapy to get through that, and the therapist throws in the wrench. Mm -hmm. And sidetracks the two people from
0: a good, healthy goal.
1: A a good, healthy
0: divorce. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And here's mom coming in to say, we're going to say it as it is. Because they're buried in this with her now and they're trying to fix things instead of just doing what they both knew they wanted from the very beginning when they started therapy. So she says, just tell her. Yeah. And so I told her everything that her mom said. And Eugenie says to me, oh my God. And you can just, the pause. And she's like blinking. Oh my God. And you can hear the pauses as she's just absorbing what her mom is saying. And she's like, you can see where she's trying to place it. Like, yeah, right. When you go back into history and you know that when you first booked the appointment, what the two of you were going for. Mm -hmm. And then how the therapist over a few sessions wiggled it and all of a sudden you're on a completely different path. Kept you busy. You got it. We're going to give you a little homework. We're going to get you to do this. We're going to recheck And how she uses her tone of voice and she takes complete control over their family. And how her mom comes in and says, Eugenie, come on, honey, you two know better than this. Let's go. And so she just sits in that session and you see her watch her mom burst that little bubble and let her go back into her healthy reality to leave the session and go back and do what they need to do. So what Eugenie needed from her mom in that session was the truth. She needed clarity. She needed to get back into her own skin and she needed support. She needed to know that her mom was like, yeah, you two can do this. She needed to know it could get done. Isn't that gorgeous? Mm -hmm. I just loved her session. It was so crisp. Is that a good word for that? Yeah, it's a
0: great word. Yeah.
1: And now I'm excited to get into the third story. Okay. Okay. So we
0: need a name for another woman. And what kind of woman? Um, Powerhouse. In like a good way? Yep. All right. I'm going to go with an older name. I really like (gasps) this. It's Yvette.
1: Oh, I love this Mm -hmm. so much. I love how you're doing this name picking. Okay. So Yvette has a half hour session and she- Asks for her mom. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) And her mom comes in and says, okay- I died when Yvette was a baby. Ah, fuck. And she says, so I got a lot of work to do in half an hour because my daughter wants to know that I knew her, Mm -hmm. that I know this life she's living. And I said, okay, how do you want to handle that? I'm going to talk all about her personality. And I said, oh, you're not going to do like she has a brother. She ended up with a second mom. And she goes, No, I'm doing personality. And she says, Because she has worked so damn hard. Cool. She says, And I want to value the life of hard work. Oh, pardon me. I will use Kelly Sarlo's term and say, I want to value the life of the dirty work. So she says, I'd like that. She says, But check in and ask her. So I did. I said, Yvette. I said, your mom says that she passed when you were a baby and that you just want the proof to know that she knows about your life. And she goes, yes. She goes, how about it? And I said, okay, hold on. I said, she's choosing to do it from the platform of describing your personality and what you've been through versus how many brothers and sisters you have and an injury you got <laughs> or whether your dad's alive your parents are alive the factual what I would call the factual stuff she wants no my personality is factual to me and i thought oh god bless you cuz so many people don't see it that way mm-hmm. and i said okay she goes no you go right ahead she, and she says, and I'll tell you why at the end. So her mom spends the half hour. You've kicked to, me once every story. Oh, this is great. <laughs> you haven't moved
0: your feet yet? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm crossing. Says the woman who's like five inches shorter than me. I know.
1: I You, know. you did say you were going to order us a new table. Yeah.
0: So maybe the viewers
1: will see us on YouTube. Further apart. Further apart in the next one. We're facing the same direction mm-hmm. perhaps. Anyway, so her mom comes in, Kelly, and we got the most beautiful half hour because this woman, Yvette, is just unbelievable. She's born into a family. Where she's really taught about people pleasing, but she's also got some bullies and narcissists in the family. So she's she's created as the people pleaser to give the narcissistic supply to those narcissists, which are her siblings and her father. And he ends up with a second wife who is a people pleaser. So she's modeling her stepmom, who she doesn't see as a stepmom, by the way, because it's her mom her whole life. Right. So this is mom. And she doesn't call her stepmom; she refers to her as "mom." Period. Mm-hmm. And um, so she she goes through life doing the people placing Then she gets into her teenage years, and man, oh, man, Kelly does she give it back to all of them? She goes through being a rebel, but she does it in such a way that she picks sports, she picks science, she picks facts. She goes to the debate team. She figures out how to freaking argue with emotional intelligence, hence your debate team stuff, but also science because science wants you to have all your stuff organized, you know, when you... I do know. Yeah. And they want it based on if you have these things, then this is going to occur. It gives her processes, which means that the family who wants to take away process from the people placer and just do it my way, she says, I will not, and I will create processes for myself. So she slows things down. Where they want to rush, she slows it down. She creates the process. She dates. She doesn't have sex randomly. She figures her shit out. She takes her time. This is so beautiful. Then she meets a partner and so on and so on. Her mom talks about how she ends up in her own marriage with a same-sex partner. She ends up with her own children with this partner who are still together, and they've been together for decades. She talks about, um, oh, Dad is still alive. She does say that at the very end, that dad is still on earth and so is her mother. She throws that in at the very end of the session, but the entire thing is about transformation and change. Mm -hmm. It is about seeking education where she picks a partner who will do the same thing in terms of how they work in their jobs, but also how they work together as a family. They collaborate. Lovely. Yeah. And w- then they teach the kids, if things have to get done and we can't get it done now, then leave the mess there. Leave everything as it is. And when we come back, we'll pick it up. Or And and, and if, it's, if we have to scrap it, we'll figure it out then. Don't worry. But they always work at things as things are solvable at some point. And if you do have to scrap something, then we will appreciate the effort. We will learn a lesson, or we will laugh and giggle, or we will dismiss it and put it aside. But we will figure out what needs to be done that's the healthiest, and we'll do that. So there are these lovely options and choices seen for things, as opposed to you're never pushed into a corner. And if you are, you'll have a team with you. Beautiful. Isn't it? Oh my goodness. So I get to channel all of these messages from her
0: mom and say this You is- had a party in the kitchen after. Yeah. Yeah. These three moms, just like, wow. Yes. And I wanted to talk about that after. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, that's I just okay. I just saw you all in the kitchen and it was like, I have FOMO now. <laughs> this was such a beautiful hour and a half. Mm-hmm. This,
1: like Yvette's mom comes in and just really shows how much she's been around to see each of these things. So Yvette says things to me like, Karen, can you explain how you do this as a medium? Like, is my mom telling you this because she watches the real? Does she, um, does somebody just tell her like my spirit guides, like how I lived my life? Like, is she far away and they just tell her this so she can regurgitate it to you? Oh, this is neat. I've never been asked this. Yeah. Or, and I went, no, no. I said, Excuse me. No, no. She's right there. She's with you. And she goes, what? And I said, no, no, that like they're with us here on earth. They're not gone, stuck in a location. like." And I always make this analogy where you die and you have to leave earth,
0: make a right, go straight past Pluto. We had a patron draw a diagram of your description of leaving earth. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Keep going, and you just there's some dimension
1: out there where heaven exists. Couple, oh, and couple lefts, couple rights. Yes, and, and only certain people know how to get there. By the way, too, not everybody. And there's a man that stands at the gate for certain people to let them in. Like all of these beliefs are not correct. So she's just sitting there, and she's like, she's here, and you can you can you can feel how she takes in a breath. But it's like her breath includes the fact that I can breathe, and I breathe in my mother. Mm. And I thought, oh my god, I think she just sucked in her mother. <laughs> like that was
0: so cool. There's a quote: "We are made of the same stardust." Okay, and and uh, I just I love that so much because really, as every time you breathe, you breathe in the the atoms of of everyone that came before you. Yeah, and mm-hmm. everyone you you lived and enjoyed. And it's true.
1: So she gets to hear that her mom can tell me all these things because she's, she's here doing it and that she's part of it. And she goes, okay. And so if that needed, if I go to, you know, picking out a theme of what I was doing with the show today for my own enjoyment, by the way, (laughs) Um, was that Yvette called because she needed to know that her mom was part of her life. Mm -hmm. She originally called because she wanted to know that her mom knew something about it, but she got the bonus that mom was part of it, not just knew of it from far away.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Congratulations. Oh, Kelly, like... It was such a good, good hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So then now if we fast forward, because there's more clients that day, and then I get into the kitchen to cook my supper, cause I love cooking. So there, right there is just so much fun. And I turn around and who's in front of me, but Karen Mitchell. Mm. If everybody, anybody listening to the show knows, that's my best friend who passed away. And so she comes and who's a mom. Yeah. So to... she, and now a grandma. And after she passed, after she passed and she comes walking towards me and she's like holding my apron, like, go get your apron. So I go get my apron out of the closet. I'll call it my Karen apron. That's got little bicycles all over it. Mm -hmm. And I put my apron on and I get into the kitchen and then I see behind her, the three women come in. The last woman that came in was the first woman's mom. And she comes in like I'm coming in with the other women, even though my daughter wasn't nice. Can I come in? And I'm like, Yeah, you did your job exactly with love. Get in my kitchen and dance. We had so much fun. There's just nothing more fun than dancing with dead people. Mm -hmm. Well, there are other things like spending time with you. Oh, gee, thanks. (laughs) But you know what I'm
0: saying too. It's just I sometimes pick or picture like the hottest ticket. In the in the beyond is the ticket to dance in Karen's house. The invitation to dance in Karen's Aww. kitchen.
1: I hope that other mediums find their beautiful ways of celebrating what they do too. Mm-hmm. I do because there's thousands of
0: us on the planet. Yeah, you know it's it's neat too. Like I think about. Um, individuals who say like, oh, it just takes everything out of me. I'm drained at the end of the day oh. and I can't do anything and I can't see anyone and this energy oh. work is exhausting. And it's like, lady, what energy healing are you actually doing? Yeah. What are you channeling? Because that is not the energy of the other side. Yeah, We're, we're talking about a constant um, macarena in the kitchen yeah. and you have to go nap. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I to me that is not the gift, right? I don't know how to explain that, but that's that's certainly one way of saying that. Yeah. To me, that's a very big confusion of yeah. what em- being an empath, being an energy healer, and a channeler really is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Thank you for sharing it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so proud of you that you're the happy dancer. <laughs> That, that you get it yeah. because I don't, I don't think it's possible for those three women, those three mothers, pardon me, to come through to that kind of a medium mm. and really truly convey the amount of love that they felt for their own lives and for their children when that's the way some mediums perceive things. Oh, yeah. Whereas you're just like, yeah, give it to me. I'll, I'll deliver it verbatim. Right. Yeah. And and just simply let love be love.
1: Yeah. I'd like to segue out. This okay, is sure. a
0: different kind of aspect of this show, but I want to
1: talk about people who run around saying they're doing house clearings. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. another aspect of the energy world that just does not exist.
0: No.
1: Where you you still believe that when we leave this form that your spirit's stuck here? Well, any quantum physicist will tell you that's not even reasonable. Um, that's that's faux pas right there. Um, and that they don't know how to get back to the creator. What the fuck? Your creator fucked up then. Yes. What do you mean you don't know how to get back or that they don't know how to get you back? That doesn't even make logical sense. Hence why the left and right turns also don't make sense. Exactly. And why I say it that way, because it is all crazy making. Mm -hmm. It is- control. It's all control. It's all to say, if I- If I come over and I do a house clearing, and if I say you have negative spirits in there, then I can just create a lot of drama. I can get a lot of money. I can get a lot of fame. You can get a lot of shit from other humans because humans tend to like the drama more than they like the simplicity of the honesty of what love gives because it's not a big drama show.
0: Mm -hmm. And there isn't a lot of money in that. No. There's no money in it. We can be easily one and done with clients like... Yvette, and what was the second one Eugenie? Yeah. Those can easily be one and done's because they actually received yeah. the love that came through, the information that was so important to their, you know, their affirmations and their personalities. Now they can come forever and ever if they want and, and you know they may have different questions and different mm-hmm. things they want to explore and that's all all good and fun but there's no drama in needing another session. Yeah. And there's no drama on the other side.
1: Mm-hmm. This idea of suffering on the other side is created by humans to keep us suffering, worrying about that mm-hmm. and trying to deal with it. Like I said, it's just all a drama show. Well, lady, you dealt with this.
0: <laughs> Three great stories wrapped yeah, into one. Yeah.
1: And you know what? Just a little tiny side thing. The very first client, I can't remember her name now. Carmelita. 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 Um, if she calls back with a different intention, attitude, because, you know, people can, can come out of that and I would want her to.
0: Yeah. Well, she just may move further beyond the grief that she was in when she called the first time. Yes.
1: She may listen to somebody doing a podcast or a friend talking about an experience And just think to herself, wow, I didn't need to do this. Mm -hmm. I didn't need these other two women. Imagine if she listened to this show and found out what the other two women got by receiving their mom's love Mm -hmm. and messages and intentions without being dismissive. She might sit there and go, wow, I did have a temper tantrum. Bad on me. And I won't do it again. Mm -hmm. And that's good. That's welcome. Um, It's actually encouraged. Wonderful. Mm -hmm.
0: anything else on this morning no that's a wrap great i need a nap thanks for listening to coffee with the sarlos if you enjoyed the show today help spread the love with a like share or review of the podcast see you next saturday with a brand new episode